Hello and welcome to the Peru Travel Podcast. I'm your host, David Kozlowski. Alongside me today is Kevin Grow, and today we're going to be talking about why we started Kachi. We also got some news updates that we're going to talk about, uh, some things that we've got going on outside of the the normal business talk of of Peru. Kind of do some explanations as to uh, why we believe what we believe, and yeah, just kind of help educate as much as we can. Yeah, sounds good. Um, So before we get started... Something that recently just happened. You uh, recently just did a blog post for uh, new newproving.com. So uh, there's a guy on there by the name of Tony Dunnell. He's got a website, uh, a lot of different things about Peru. Um, he's got some good guides on it. Let's say, you know, you're going to, to Lima, you know, Lake Titicaca, uh, Um So he's got some good guys on there, but he, we actually did a, uh, a guest blog post on there about, you know, what's going on at Rainbow Mountain with, uh, you know, the sustainability of the area and whether it can be maintained with the amount of traffic that's, that's coming into Rainbow Mountain. Yeah. Cause it's destroying the area, right? Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, degradation, erosion, uh, things like that, that, uh, that's happening around Rainbow Mountain because of the, the massive numbers of people. I mean, it's now the second most toured place in, uh, in Peru behind Machu Picchu. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty rough. Like, cause it's, uh, I mean, when we went there, we saw a lot of problems already. And then we had one of our guides, uh, when he went out there, we asked him to take some photos because we knew that there, there would be waves of people. And sure enough, there is. And, uh, it's unfortunate because as this stuff kind of happens as, as spots get more popular, there's not a lot of control happening, right? Like there's not a lot of the government's not really always technically stepping in to make sure that these paths get taken care of. And it's really up to kind of like us type of people, people who work these tour companies, people to kind of bring out the the known of like, Hey, this is, this is going to be a problem soon. Right. And we need to be able to kind of step up and figure out a game plan. I mean, I mean, my thoughts instantly are obviously like shutting it down for a little while, or at least like a, a week out of the year or a month out of the year, just to be able to kind of clean it up, fix it up and, or just have constant maintaining. Um, yeah. I mean, you could kind of do something similar. What happens with Inca trail? I mean, they mm-hmm. close that down in February every year just for maintenance to make sure it's maintained for people in the future to be able to enjoy it and see it. Right. Yeah. And that's the big thing, right? It's all about long lasting and enjoying it for everybody. And that's kind of the big, uh, the big kick. I feel like a lot of people don't really think about is, well, I just want to go see it. I want to take my Instagram photo. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. Go do that. But right, we also right. have to think about the the future of like the other people that want to take those cool selfies. Mm-hmm. You know? No, of course. Of course. I want to take my selfie, but you might not be able to. All right. And yeah, no, seriously. Um, it's, I mean, it's a Rainbow beautiful place, but uh, it's got to be maintained. Yeah. Um, and I suppose as long as we're on the topic of, uh, you know, some other websites that's out there, um, you know, we all like podcasts and we all, you know, obviously this is a Peru. It's uh, specifically a protrude travel podcast, yeah. but all about uh, travel here. Um, you know, I've been listening to some podcasts, doing some research on the internet, and there's actually a, a website and podcast I came across that came across that's pretty cool. Um, it's it's called uh, uh, globalgas.com. Uh, it started by this guy named uh, Rick uh, Gazarian, uh, and basically what he's is he's trying to travel all 193 countries. Man, that's a, that's a feat right there. He's got quite a few down. He's currently at 130 out of all 193. Has he been to Peru? Uh, he has, he, he has, has man, you so. have to, we we'll have to talk to him sometime yeah, about be that. Cool. Yeah. Be cool to get him on the, the podcast, but, uh, he does a podcast. 
He has a he has a podcast as well. Okay. And that podcast is called uh, uh, Accounting Countries. Okay, and it's pretty cool. There's uh, it's a pretty select group of people that have actually accomplished the feat. About yeah. hundred people or so. But he gets all the a lot of those people on the podcast and talks to them about you know their adventures and what they experienced. And you know there's there's guys that uh, you know one guy his mission was to mail a postcard from each country, and then another guy that uh, is trying to go to every country without actually taking a plane, you know, like going by, by boat or something. Oh my like Lord, so, man. So yeah, check that, that podcast out. Hence, It's pretty cool. So that's what he does. He basically gets people on the podcast that have been to all the countries or in the progress. Or in the process. process. Got yeah. it. Well, am I in the process? If I've been to like six, is that, cons- yeah. does that put me in the running? Does that like, <laughs> I, I, guess I feel like, I feel like I'm moving. <laughs> I, I've been like, you know, six to 10. I don't really know how many countries I've been to actually. It's a handful. Okay. But still I can count them on my hands and feet. Um, sweet man. Well, obviously great article on new Peruvian and this podcast. Definitely check it out. Uh, I'm actually interested to see how many people, I wish we knew how many people in the world have done that. Cause that's, that's pretty incredible actually. Yeah. He, according to his, uh, his accounts is <laughs> little over a hundred people. Wow. They're alive or that's we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's start getting, yeah, cool. Um, sweet. Well, uh, in case you guys didn't know, if you are, uh, listening to this podcast, uh, we are a, a company called Kachi Life, and uh, Kachi Life is a Peru travel company. And the, I'm going to plug this right out the gate. We have a book coming out that is about Machu Picchu, and it's all about Machu Picchu. So a lot of a lot of companies that can do Peru as a whole, we felt like we couldn't do that uh, in justice, if you will. We wanted to be able to provide you with a guides on each topic. So uh, the, of the tours that we offer, and one of them is obviously Machu Picchu. And uh, when we took this feat on, we knew going into it that it would potentially be quite difficult because there's gonna be a lot of questions that get asked, right? And we've tried to impact or input all those questions, not only to blog content on our website, but be able to then condense that into a book and put some pro tips in there that you might not get on the blog and vice versa. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about the book, hopefully coming out in the next couple months. Uh, it takes a lot of time, believe it or not, and I'm not a designer. So <laughs> I uh, working on that part, it's very difficult. And then restructuring all the blog content to be a, to be put into a book. book yeah, is, is yeah. really hard. We're not I mean, maybe someday we'll be, we'll be authors of some sort, but you know, <laughs> so yeah, definitely be on the lookout for it. It should be a good book. It should encompass everything. And it's going to be free. That's the best part right there. So like free 99, you don't got to pay a dime. This is nothing. Free 99 does not mean 99 cents either. It means legitimately free. Uh, super excited about it. Make sure you check it out. A couple months here. Um, I'm sure we'll blast it all over social media. So if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, hit us up there. Uh, check out the website. Get in touch with us. KachiLife.com. We've had some comments of people asking us like, what, what's the name of your company? I want a book. And it's it's Kachi Life. C-A-C-H-I-L-I-F-E.com. Yep. I had to like think about that in my head because I, I can't I can't spell or do math very well. Um, cool. Well, here we go, guys. Uh, let's see. We talked about or we're talking today about why we started Kachi Life and why we why it's a big deal to us. And uh, I think the first there's a little bit of a backstory uh, that kind of comes into play here. So one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I just want to go somewhere that gives me this this idea of an adventure. And I don't think Peru is on that list. I think it kind of like came to fruition after talking with Kevin and, uh, I was, I was dating somebody at the time and she was like, yeah, let's go to Ecuador and let's go to this place. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, Peru's got cheap flights. Why don't we go to Peru? And then Kev, we wanted Kevin to come with us. And, and, um, like, so basically she would be the third wheel because you know, there's a bromance (laughs) going on between us. (laughs) So, so yeah, we end up going and, um, we're going to go to Peru and Kev had said to us, he's like, 
the Inca Trail is like one of the most well-known trails in the world. I had never heard of it. Hell, I didn't even know, I don't think, what Machu Picchu was. I mean, like, it was brought to me by Kayla at the time. Um, and anyway, so we end up uh, going to Peru, booking the Inca Trail, and as we're on the hike of the Inca Trail with another company, which will remain nameless, uh, we end up meeting David, and he is our main guide. He's a, he's our our manager, if you will. He's the guy with the with the plan uh, of what when you get to Peru, he sort of handles everything. The best part about David is that his his empathy, his ability to care so much for the locals, so much to care for his own people, the history, the nature, the, the everything. I mean, this guy, and, and, and he's just a, he's just a genuine person that wants to make sure your experience is amazing. And when we caught that, we saw that he was that way. We instantly just connected. We vibed, you know, there was a conversation that was had. It was like, Hey, this is a, a really great guy. We want to be friends with him. We want to get to know him. And, uh, I'm a pretty blunt uh, person, if you can believe it or not, we were talking uh, earlier today about this. Uh, Kevin kind of pulls the reins on me like a horse sometimes. He kind of like dials it back quite a bit for me, which is good. But in this situation, you know, I sort of adding up the numbers of like of like how much we all paid, and I'm thinking, man, hopefully David's like doing really well financially. And we asked him not so much like indirect, like directly, like how much do you make? But it was kind of like the conversation basically proceeded to that through, through dialogue. And he ended up telling us and we were just like baffled and really honestly sad for him because here's this guy who's got two daughters. He's got a wife. He um, lives in a home that is definitely below standard of living where we live. And, um, quite honestly, a lot of people in Lima too, really. I mean, his, his living conditions weren't that great. And here's this great guy who speaks English. And it wasn't that we, we looked to like fix or change David's life. David's a very happy, happy man. It was more like, man, not only is he kind of getting paid poorly, but then all of a sudden the porters are getting paid poorly and they're getting treated not so much the best. And so what we did is we set out to basically try to fix that. And it was, it was started with that. And then my vision had sort of developed into like helping communities and things like that's where my heart really originally lied. And Kevin kept me true and honest on, on, on a narrow path of like, we need to make sure that we take care of David first. That's our first and foremost goal. And so when we started Kachi Life, we basically bridged the gap, if you will, between like, hey, you're working with us to be able to help them. And so David sort of formulated like an idea of what he dreamed or what he dreamt up. He had tried to start a business before and kept failing because other businesses were shutting him out because he didn't know how to do marketing. And, and, uh, these, these companies, I mean, they're, they're from Canada, they're from the U S they're, they're similar to okay. us. Yeah. They're, they're similar to us. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's this big bad taste in your mouth about like, I need to book local. Well, here's where I challenge the whole book local concept is that if you're, if you're booking through us, you're still booking locally. And it, I know that's weird here, but hear me out. If I go down to Peru and I'm able to book a trip to Machu Picchu, you really don't know what you're getting. So at least on our end, it's regulated through somebody who cares. And I, I can't stress that enough because the the idea here was that David wanted to be able to have something that was sustainable, offer a product that was beautiful and great and could continue being offered continuously time and time again. David doesn't want to go on hikes, right? Like he wants to be, he's getting older. He's got two daughters he wants to be at home with. He's got a wife he wants to be at home with. Hikes are kind of like for the, the younger people, AKA his brother, Frank. <laughs> Frank. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, when we think about that though, the, the goal here was to be able to offer him something that was a little bit longer of sustainability and a little bit paid better than uh, proper pay is what right, we call it. Right. 
And a lot of the, a lot of the competition, when you go down there, it's like, if I'm at a, if I'm at a stand in a farmer's market and I'm selling apples and Kevin is next to me selling apples as well, and there's an ability to purchase this online, you're going to be like, I want to buy locally directly from the farmer. Mm -hmm. Great. So you go, well, Kevin's got the same apples as I do. And you come to me and you're like, I tell you my apple is worth $10. That's what I'm, I'm simplifying this and I'm not preaching here. I promise you guys, like this is, this is going to make sense. But I basically would say, yeah, it's 10 bucks. Well, Kevin's going to say it's five. And meanwhile, he's diminishing his product because he needs to make money. He needs to be able to support his family. And so we're in this battle all of a sudden where then I, I combat back and forth and we barter. Bartering may seem like it's this like great adventure and it's this, this idea that like, hey, I'm just going to find the cheapest bang for my buck. Not only are you, are you not going to get the quality that you expect to get, but on top of that, you're also taking advantage of somebody in the local economy that really, in theory, could be taken up better. Uh, and and that's the problem that I have, I guess, is, is the... Yes, you can do, go down there and you can book these trips by yourself. That's totally, if that's the game you want to do, go ahead and do it. And I'm not going to judge you for it. Uh, not like my judgment even matters, but uh, like you can go do that. At the end of the day though, there comes a point in terms of responsibility and that's why we started Kachi because we wanted to be responsible for making sure that people like David were taken care of. Uh, we've had Lindsay Carver on the show. She she was on one of our trips and she had said that she tried to tip our guide and they refused the tip, which is like, no, don't do that. Still take the tip, you know, like and still try to tip or still tip. But the idea that that she's being paid well enough now where she's not frightened for money, you know, she's not freaking out about where right. her next paychecks is going to go. She didn't want the tip because she's like, I'm paid so well. Like, yeah. I'm doing good. And that's um, great. And and there's still like, there's still so much growth opportunity. So we, we go ahead. Would you have something? Yeah. So like, uh, basically what David's describing is, uh, you know, if you think about the, the coffee industry for a long time, it was uh, uh free trade coffee. Um, but then, you know, fair trade, started to get more popular and that's what, yeah. what you know, because people wanted to be paid well, the, the workers in the area. Yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into that cup of coffee. Just yeah, throwing so, that out there. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Just make sure that, you know, basically free or excuse me, fair, fair trade tourism, making sure the, the chassis, the porters, the guides, everyone is being paid fairly on top of that. You know, when, when David said that we're, uh, you know, you're going to be supporting the local economy there. I mean, we're, we're not, outsourcing anything from, you know, from nothing, the U S like, nothing. so for example, when all of our gear, if you, when you're going on the trail with us, it's, it's bought straight from, Locally. from Peru. Yeah. There's no, there's this concept too, that we have that is very much like, even when we give back and we'll get into that in a minute, it's always purchased locally. It's all, there's never, I think we sent a jacket one time to David. Yep. That's the only thing. That's one the time, only one thing jacket. we sent one jacket and I think it was a hat and that's about it. And, and the only reason we did it is to make sure that the writing and the logo embe uh, embedded was, was done proper embroidery, excuse me, wasn't, but as time has gone on, we've, we found out that we they, can do it there. They, yeah, they do a yeah. great job. Amazing mm -hmm. job. Exactly. So point being is that like, we're trying to do it the right way. Uh, we're still learning as we go, still progressing. And a lot of that comes from our travelers being able to tell us about their experience and what they've got going on and what they see. Uh, so David obviously was the initial part of why we started it. David and his family. Then we grew to love his family, his wife and his kids. And it became this bigger, bigger mission. So the first time we, we went there, we came up with the plan. We're starting this business. We're going to start it with David. We're going to partner with him. He's going to start a company in Cusco. We're going to start a company here and we're going to partner together. Boom. Great. All right. So second part comes into play. My vision was to be able to originally uh, help communities that didn't benefit from tourism because uh, when I went on a trip to Sierra Leone, got to have a great experience and it was like, how can we find a way to 
impact communities. Uh, and, and then there's a second part to that that is about sustainable tourism. And when we talked about Rainbow Mountain and keeping places clean, keeping them long lasting for the next generation and really how that's our responsibility. Again, everything we're talking about really drills down to us just trying to be responsible, right? It's taking care of people. It's making sure that they are getting the pay that they need to get. It's making sure that we're keeping places clean, packing in, packing out mentality. And it's also making sure that there's other places that are less fortunate can get the benefits and the income from that entity, right? Our, our business. So yes, we're a for-profit, but we very much operate as a nonprofit. And here's, here's how I can say that. Over Christmas, actually, we'll, we'll rewind actually explain this. So when I was going to Peru the second time, I ended up telling David, I said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go into a village and I need you to tell them that we're going to buy them a goat. And he was like, what? And I was like, find a community that's less fortunate and, and buy them a goat. He thought it was the weirdest thing ever. And I was like, just trust me on this. Like, I, I promise you, I want them to, <clears throat> my offer is that we're going to buy them a goat, buy them protein and they're going to cook a meal for us. And so David's like, all right, fine. He finds his community and he Ryan community. And he's like, thinks I'm crazy as I'll get out. We get there. And not only is this like a, an amazing hike that's so beautiful and it is a hike that people do take. Uh, and we didn't see anyone, but I mean, still, I, we know it's a, it's a hike that can be taken. We get up there, they cook this meal for us. They almost killed a sheep in front of me, which about made me cry. It wasn't a goat. Actually, they actually got a lamb. I, I was like, they tied it up and I was like, no, don't do it. Don't kill it. I don't want to see this happen. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, we ended up, uh, going through, uh, we, we met with the locals. Videl was, uh, our, our guy carrying the donkey and Videl had said to us, I can't believe that they made it up there uh, in Keshwa. He didn't speak any English, but that would have been pretty incredible. Well, first of all, I didn't really think that we were going to show up. He didn't. Yeah. He thought that like, he was like, yeah, of course they want to like give back quote unquote, but they're not going to make the hike up. Right. And I was like, no, we're making the hike. Like we're going to get up there. And so we hike up this beautiful hike. There's a video on, on Facebook. You can check it out. It's a ride community video. You kind of see some of the shots of the hike and how amazing it is. We get up there and we get to eat a lunch with the locals, which mind you, if you ever do the Ryan community tour, we bring an alternate lunch because it is very, very, very raw, mm. a very raw experience. And it's not necessarily for everybody. There is sometimes there's, there could be things in your food. You know, obviously they don't have water that's running to clean a lot of their vegetables. So just keep this all in mind, bring some Pepto tablets and yeah. kill anything that goes in your stomach right away. Uh, so we get up there, we, we get to meet the locals, we get to see their children and we get to see how they're interacting and they're living. And they're like confused as all get out. Like, why are these guys here? Why do they want to eat our food? What are they doing right now? And we tell them that, Hey, you know, we're not in the business of telling you what you need. We're in the business of like asking you what you believe you need and seeing if we can help. And, uh, the conversation ended up developing David. We ended up bringing school supplies up there for the kids originally. So there was about 40 kids ended up getting school supplies and, Lo and behold, all of a sudden the next conversation was, well, we really would love to get Christmas gifts. And that was something I was torn with for a long time because I felt like it didn't really like help. But at the same time, it definitely boosts morale and it keeps people happy, keeps kids happy. And so what we did is we kind of went 50 50, right? Like we, we were like, all right, we're going to give them Christmas gifts here in 2018. And then we're also going to bring more school supplies and we're going to bring clothes. And so this, this, this next time, the fact that it was actually not even 40 kids, it was probably like maybe 15 to 20. The first time, the first time. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, and, yeah. and now, so they, then we have this video that's on Facebook. Check it out. It's beautiful. It is so well done by our friends, Geronimo. I mean, he killed it, flew out from Lima for us. And, uh, Daniela, 
mm-hmm. obviously came and joined them. But so we, we had them come out and film it and their experience is what they told us was just incredible. These kids, it's like, it's so romantically beautiful because like you watch the video and you're like, wow, like we're doing it. We're making a difference. These kids got clothes over 70 children showed up and that wasn't even everybody. Cause again, they still didn't believe we were going to make it up right. the mountain. We have donkeys <laughs> we've got Chosky's coming with us. We've got uh, like all these, these balloons or excuse me, these, these balls, these, uh, these ball, uh, dolls, like yep. Barbies. Yep. We've got all these toys, trucks, etc. t-shirts, school supplies, you name it. We got it all. It's all coming up on pack mule. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we the first time we went up there, as David was saying, they didn't they didn't think we were going to show up. You'd they, have thought the second time that they would have believed it, right? And uh, like, it, I just remember them saying that. Um, usually, what happens is drop. they just drop the Christmas gifts off rather yeah. than like they drop them off the, by the base of the of the hike. <laughs> and so then everybody has to kind of fend for themselves and go down there and grab them, which is just not gonna, right. that's not our style. So um, <clears throat> we're guests in their community. We want to be able to be totally, yeah. So. Point being is, is that they were able to film this amazing video again, please just watch it. Cause it is, it's so heartwarming to know that you're, you're making a difference and you're able to, and, and anyone that's traveled with us, if they still listen to the podcast and, or if you're thinking about traveling with us or you have, you know, you are on your way to, this is where your money's going. Right. Truthfully, hands down. Like there's not like, this is where it's going. This is going back to help people. It's going to, again, I can't stress that enough how important that is to our foundation. That's one of our pillars of our company and we're pushing to help people help grow communities, help educate. I mean, in the future we're, we're open up a lot of different things, hopefully for, for, um, totally. for female yeah. guides. And, uh, just, I remember, uh, when we were leaving, when we were leaving Ryan community that first time, mm-hmm. just coming down and just being super touched. And, and uh, until then, like it was just, we were just running a company. Right. And I remember looking at David and saying, I don't want to let these guys down. Right. It's, like, it becomes real, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like let's, let's make this thing work so we can, we can do something for these people. Yeah. It's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. And I think that when you, if you ever do travel with us and you're able to do the Ryan community, obviously I highly recommend it because it's a gateway drug because you're basically, we're doing a, we're, we're going to try to get a trip here that it's basically volunteerism, but this is the gateway drug into you being able to see how you can make such an impact. It's not necessarily about giving money as much as it is interacting with these people. And so you're able to go to Ryan community and you're able to like see these kids. Uh, we have photos of Lindsay, uh, braiding someone's hair. I mean, a, a little girl's hair, like it is just so impactful. I mean, it is. And these little girls had never like, they don't get to hang out with, with, uh, you know, tourists and travelers like they, it's not really a thing. And so you're able to bridge that gap all of a sudden and see something that's real, be able to connect with a community that you otherwise could never ever dreamed to connect with. Now, granted, you don't even speak their language because you won't, even if you speak Spanish, they don't speak Spanish. They speak Quechua, mm-hmm. but you have the ability to be a part of something that you realize, man, like I'm making an impact here. Right. And it's you, beautiful. you totally get to touch, touch their lives. And yeah. the reason I say that is, you know, we met, some, some girls that were in like sixth grade and she's mm-hmm. like, I want to be a tour guide now. Yeah. And so. instantly it opens up an idea or a concept of being able to do internships and allow them to, to learn better English with David and our guides. And there's a lot of opportunities that can be developed from this. And every time that you're booking through a company that's like Kachi, that is really trying to set up these good morals, I'm not going to say we're the only ones out there that do this, but the second they are able to open up that dialogue of like, Hey, how can we make life better? 
that's when things get real. Totally. That's when things get really emotional and really beautiful. And that's, I'm talking about my feelings. I've been told to talk about my feelings <laughs> too much. I got to tone it down and that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, no, I mean, it's it, it becomes a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I really hope that everyone listening does get to experience that. And if you haven't, do it somewhere else. It's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna digress here and move on to the next part. But the other the other thing that I want to touch on besides like helping these local communities that don't benefit from tourism and and outside of helping David and his family and making sure that our guides and our porters or Chosky's, if you will, are paid properly, our cooks, etc. Which man, that part makes me happy too. Just want to touch on that. Like our cooks. Like we've gotten review, gotten reviews that people have had the best meal in Peru. Lima is one of the culinary capitals of the world. Okay, <laughs> their best meal has been with us from our co- our cooks. Like that is right. so crazy. So you got three of the top fifty yeah. restaurants in the world. And yeah, that's no, crazy. Your best meal is on the Inca Trail. It's nuts. And then and we're, we're, let's let's go ahead and take a cap of that too. Like so, like we 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 talk about like what we're providing, right? Obviously, it's amazing food. Boom. But this idea of like we started it also not to help people, but David was so surefire wanting to generate the best experience ever. He knew everyone. He had the network. He wanted to build it. And it's like we want to step above what you typically. So you're paying what you pay for. Right. And at times it may seem like we, we didn't even touch on this. The Inca Trail cost one. But uh, if that should be released or soon to be released. But the point is, is that. We give you like a, a pop-up toilet. We give you like Pisco sours before right. bed. We give you hot cocoa in the morning. You get a thermal rest for free. You get a, you know, you can get a sleeping bag. You can run that through us. Um, you get like this private experience, this ability to be able to get connected with people that are outside of your normal scope. It's just it it makes me frustrated that this already isn't offered by everybody at the price that it is, but it is what it right. is. Right. And yeah, in the future things are going to change anyways. We got some really big news coming out soon, but you're going to be even more flattered as to what we're what we're able to offer. But I keep I'll keep going here. So outside of that, the next thing is sustainable tourism, which we we've kind of touched on that a little bit with the proper pay. Uh, but it's really it comes down to like making sure that places stay clean, right. stay functional, and respecting the environment that we go to. David. Every time he takes a drink of anything, water, Coca-Cola, Inca-Cola, what's he do? Pour, pour some out for uh, Pachamama. That's right. Yeah. He loves the earth. He loves where he is. He loves, <clears throat> he wants it to last forever. And I think that's what makes David really the key ingredient here as to what we're doing. Because it all of a sudden, we we, we as backpackers have always had, and Kevin, way more backpacker than I am, have always had this mentality that you pack it out. You pack, or excuse me, you pack it in, you pack it out. You don't leave, no trace left behind, right? David wants that as well for his community, which that's a beautiful thing because believe it or not, there are a lot of places in Cusco outside of the the main square where there's a lot of trash everywhere. And you got to think about it in a lot of developing countries, there's not a lot of places to put trash. And I may get flack for saying that, but it's true. I've been to Sierra Leone, there's garbage everywhere. And the reason there's garbage everywhere is because there's not garbage. And I mean, I've seen pictures of, uh, you know, uh, I've seen some pictures of Selka Day Trek mm-hmm. where there's just garbage on the side. And whenever I see stuff like that, I, I mean, consistently when I'm talking to David, I'm always asking him two big, two big questions for him. One, are our porters being treated right? Are they, you know, is, is everything okay there? Cause we want to treat them, yeah. treat them really well to make sure we're not, 
trash in places. That's right. Like make sure every, all the garbage is going out because yep. you want to maintain these places. Exactly. No, that's a very, very valid point. And then, and with that comes a responsibility that the more that we get clout, the more that we get developed into uh, the proving culture and get more established, then we also have this responsibility to be able to communicate and step up to say, Hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta shut down rainbow mountain for at least a week, or we gotta at least go do volunteer work to clean it up, to make it better. I mean, I don't care if we got to build better trails Like whatever we need to do, we need to find time to do that. And that takes capital that takes volunteers that takes the local Peruvian workers that we can pay to be able to help us to do it, to give them a job for the week or two. To me, that's the most important. And that is the goal right. and, and the big picture scope of like, how can we find a way to make these places work for Because not everyone's always going to jump on board and be like, Hey, we got to fix this up. Right. It's going to be too right. late. Sometimes we don't get moves. moves very slow. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're a tight, small business, we're able to get our feet wet right away and say, Nope, we're making a change right now. Right. right totally. So yeah, I think that kind of sums up really the whole reason of why we started Kachi, Kachi life. And it's exciting stuff. It's an exciting time for us. We've been doing really, really good things. We're going to continue to keep pushing those really good things. We've got a trip coming up here. If you're interested, uh, we don't have a set date. We're assuming in August potentially yep. uh, to be able to do a volunteerism trip. We're going to go to Ryan community, spend a couple days there. There's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a community outside of Ryan community, a little bit further down the road. And uh, the idea is to help fix up a school. Yep. Uh, we're going to be able to kind of replace some of their toilets that are kind of busted, uh, paint the rooms, possibly going to spend the night over there in the community and then wake up and keep working and then head out the next day. So it's only two days in my community. Then we're also going to take you out to do some fun stuff. Like obviously uh, do Machu Picchu, right. things yeah. of that nature. So yeah, see Machu Picchu. Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- thank you guys so much uh, for listening. We appreciate it. Again, I'm David Kozlowski. I'm my man, Kevin Grow, the bearded genius. <laughs> and uh, we hope to hear from you guys soon and see you on the website, hit some on social media, etc. Happy travels. Take care.